0: Welcome to Life is Best When, I'm Dave Allen, and thanks for joining me for a few minutes of encouragement. So what words would you use to describe Christmas? For some reason, one of the first words to come to my mind is chaos. I grew up in a family of eight, mom, dad, five boys, and a girl. Even good little boys and girls carry chaos along with them, no matter what day of the week it is, and holidays especially. So when I think of my parents through the Christmas season, I wonder what superpowers did they have to corral their kids every Christmas? I mean, getting everyone to the candlelighting church service on Christmas Eve on time was crazy. How did my mom keep our tiny ties straight and my sister's dress clean while piling us all into the car? There were no car seats in my younger days to keep us all separate. The minivan wasn't even invented yet. And so we practically sat right on top of each other. And how did my dad keep six kids' candles lit and avoid six puddles of wax on the church carpet? How did he do that? I mean, that's a Christmas miracle in my book. It's a wonder no one, at least to my knowledge, was branded during the closing prayer. How did he prevent us from tattooing each other with soot when the candles were out? Well, by the grace of God, And that's how Christmas handles chaos. Like, how does your family open presents on Christmas morning? My wife and I hold to the tradition of her family, where someone plays Santa and hands out the gifts. And one by one, each package is unwrapped and appreciated. Everyone focuses on the person opening the gift. Yes, it makes for a longer unwrapping process, which the kids hated. But it also multiplies the thank yous And the gratefulness for everyone sitting around the tree, giving and receiving. Now in my family growing up, a different story altogether. There was only one moment of pause on Christmas morning, and it was painful. Waiting, waiting, waiting at our bedroom door, all of us boys like like horses confined in their gates at the start of the race. We started whispering down the hall early in the a.m., Dad! Dad, can we come out yet? We were always told to wait on our first request. Slowly, the whispers grew into a raspy holler. Dad, is it time yet? And the pushing and the shoving and the rising volume eventually wore down my parents until finally the hounds were released. And in just a few furious minutes, the living room looked like a wood chipper drove through it, sending shreds of ribbon Foil and cardboard into the air. It was a scene of Christmas chaos. My parents would then forge through the mess to make sure all the gifts were actually opened. And for us kids, that's how the Christmas fun began. Chaos is no stranger to Christmas, even the very first Christmas. You know, we sing All Is Calm, All Is Bright, and we sing Sleep in Heavenly Peace. But was it really like that the first night? You know the story. Shepherds were either asleep or they were on watch by their fire in the fields. And out of nowhere, at least from nowhere on this planet, an unearthly voice booms and a figure too bright to look at appears. Did the sheep scatter? Did the shepherds scatter? Or did they grab their weapons to defend themselves? As heaven's light surrounds them... And envelops them. They can't escape the brightness pouring through this open portal to God's kingdom. And this stranger with the booming voice brings good news of great joy, wrapped up in a little bundle, a newborn nearby, the Messiah they've been waiting for. Total astonishment replaces their terror. And then heaven's window tears open, and from one end to the other, The sky is suddenly ablaze with angelic excitement and a song proclaiming peace on earth. And then, as suddenly as they arrived, they disappear. The black blanket of a silent night descends and covers the countryside once again. And the shepherds are in a strange type of panic, an awestruck panic. They speak in half sentences, trying to make sense of what just happened, while their eyes slowly adjust to the darkness and the small fire in front of them. What to do next? This is chaos at Christmas. It was a chaos orchestrated by God to get their attention so he could show them something, so he could show them someone who could change their lives. Actually, the chaos started months prior, When the villagers in the little town of Nazareth read the copy of the official document from the Roman Emperor Caesar Augustus, their lives were turned upside down. Chaos. Everyone in the empire, from Spain to Israel, from Turkey to Egypt, everyone must return to their family's origin and register. See, the government wants to know who you are, where you live, and where you're from. And a very pregnant Mary travels with her husband almost two weeks to get to Bethlehem. Imagine going backpacking for two weeks, eight months pregnant. Carrying your own provisions, stopping for pee breaks, getting directions messed up. It's not like the trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem is a smooth interstate. The terrain is a constant up and down Roaming bandits and feral boars are always a danger. This was no Sunday picnic, and it was completely unexpected and unexplainable. Mary and Joseph had to be thinking, God, what are you doing? Well, God orchestrated this chaos too. If he was getting the shepherd's attention, he was getting this couple's dependence and trust. What looks like chaos to us is God orchestrating something. God grabbed the attention of the shepherds to tell them the good news, how it must have felt to realize for the shepherds that God sees them. He sees you. He notices you. Even when you're on the margins, in the shadows of all the really important people and the really important things that they have going on, God sees you there. There is a peace, a calm that comes with knowing he sees me and he cares for me. Think about that. God didn't announce the human birth of his son in Rome, the political capital of the empire. He didn't wake up Caesar. No angelic courier burst through a meeting of the Roman Senate. He gave the light show from heaven to the unnoticed, the underappreciated, the unimportant. And those are the ones he cares for. They got the birth announcement. So pay attention, especially in the chaos. God notices, and He cares, and He's announcing something just for you. There's a peace in knowing He has a plan, too, especially when the journey is riddled with chaos, when it doesn't make sense. Maybe your journey this Christmas isn't full of bandits or donkeys or dusty valley roads, but it's difficult traveling nonetheless. Maybe it makes as much sense as a pregnant couple leaving their home to walk 90 miles to a town with no rooms available. I need to honestly consider that my chaos might be an invitation. An invitation for me to depend less on myself and my resources, which, trust me, are very limited, and instead depend more and more on God's undisclosed plan and his mysterious way of providing the next step in the journey. You know, it's interesting in the Lord's Prayer that we're taught to pray, give us our daily bread and not a weekly paycheck. And it's not really a matter of money or food. It's a matter of dependence on God. There is a peace knowing that he sees you. And there's a calm in knowing that he has a plan even in chaos. And I hope you can find that peace in a fresh experience with God, especially during the Christmas season. And I'd love to help you do that. Check out the next step for this episode on my website, or maybe the deep dive. These two personal guides only take a few minutes and you'll find them helpful to make the inspirational practical. And thank you for spending a few moments with me on Life is Best When. Remember, you can get each new episode sent to your email when it's released by just signing up on my website, which is simply lifeisbestwhen.com. And as we leave, I really want to give you a Christmas peace out, but I won't. It's too cliche. But I will give you this last encouragement. Life is best when we see chaos as God's announcement to pay attention and to depend on his care for us and his plan for us.